Welcome to another edition of Definitive Breaks here on Radio Karam. On today's show, I'll be speaking with a special guest, our returning guest, Melbourne playwright Kieran Carroll. Kieran writes dramas, biographical works, adaptations and comedies. Thank you for coming back, Kieran. Thanks a lot, Tina. Great, great to be on the program and um, to talk about a very different play than the, uh, the Rick Springfield one. Wow. Um, sounds like you've been pretty busy. Um, so you've wrapped up Late Late Night, the Rick Springfield play. and yeah. Well, I, I, try, I, try, I tried to. We, we were supposed to do, after the really good show at the Shirley Burke in uh, Theatre at Parkdale in April, we, we went out and we did some regional performances and then there was supposed to be a, quite a big one at the Mimo Music Hall in St Kilda okay. last Saturday night. but. Jackson, the performer, got a very bad flu in Sydney the day before, and um, no way. That's now been yeah, so it's been a lot of rigmarole, but that's been rescheduled now to Sunday, July tenth, and yeah, the the plays are all kind of running together. It's it's partly to do with all the all the COVID delays from twenty twenty mm-hmm. and and twenty twenty one, and. Um, the one coming up on Sunday is called uh, Enough is Enough, which was originally a, a City of Kingston commission last year, which was looking into problem gambling and the effects that it's having on the community around wow. the City of Kingston. Really? And, um, yes. Can you tell me about the screenplay? Yeah, so um, the play is set in a Bayside hotel and... Um, one of the sort of great problems for the council is is regulating these hotels that are open till five in the morning where you know mm-hmm. most of the activities of the hotel are finished by sort of nine o'clock at night or ten o'clock at night but the pokies room is staying open till 5 a.m and so i set the play in one of those uh hotels and uh it tells the story of four different characters from different socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. who are falling through the cracks of society because of their gambling addictions and they're they're at times kind of propped up a little bit by this very sympathetic but 
worn-out bar girl who who, who has <laughs> two stressful jobs, one, one working in this hotel and the other one at the casino. So she's completely soaking in um, these types of problems. And um, I do have some hopeful aspects to the story in that I bring in kind of um, a, a counselling component. So one, uh-huh. one character does does find help but um it's it's one of these problems that um the council wanted me to look at just because of the staggering amount of money that is getting lost Mm. by sort of many people in in city of kingston and uh a lot of these people don't have a lot of money to begin with and so you know there's a a welfare money and things is Mm -hmm. unfortunately going into the machines I mean, if you put someone in front of a pokey machine, it's really hard to drag them away from it. Yes. Yeah, so this is part of the, this problem with the, the 5 a.m. that the, the people, are, wow. of course, have terrible trouble turning off and, and time just uh, disappearing. And that's one of the, the parts of the play that I'm kind of examining, the way that it, it, people are kind of sucked in and, and just cannot cannot get away Mm -hmm. from the venue after a certain period of time so do the um characters in the play grow and become aware of their addictions um there's one character who's got a got an addiction to horse racing so he's Mm -hmm. he's kind of in the the bar he's in the bar um you know look look mesmerized by the screens there's another character who kind of moves between the pokies and the races, and then there are two who are sort of completely addicted to the to the machines. And of course, this comes with a whole lot of other sort of baggage in terms of you know lying to people at work or lying to friends or um, going into terrible credit card debt, mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. So I look at all those kind of components of all the the problems that um, gambling. Um, drags people through Mm, for many people gambling's you know harmless fun but you know it can become a problem like an unhealthy obsession with you know serious consequences so yeah so i look i think in the past you know the the poker machines um as we know they didn't come into victoria until the early 90s Mm -hmm. um with you know joan kerner and jeff kennett had a lot to do with that and um you know, kind of growing up, they did seem to me as a kid, you know, like people just kind of caught a bus across to Moama or something mm-hmm. for an afternoon of harmless fun. But then I kind of was thinking about that thing that in New South Wales, the poker machines have been there until, uh, been there since 1956. And you did go into those clubs in New South Wales and you wondered, how did these places get so big? And mm-hmm. of course, uh, we di- we didn't kind of equate that with gambling revenue in Victoria, I don't think we, we didn't really put two and two together. Do you, do you think gambling could be like a release for some people? Like, you know, you can have like a healthy or bad addiction. You know, there's a lot of functioning gamblers out there. Yes, as they can be kind of functioning drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, people can kind of, you know, mask the addiction uh, for quite a long time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, this one one of my characters um, has a very kind of responsible job in the Commonwealth Bank, mm-hmm. and he kind of is earning quite decent money, but but a lot of money is getting um, taken away by the gambling, and then he kind of 
spears into that world where he starts to be tempted to put his hands into the bank tills. Wow. That's where we go, Mm -hmm. yes, where things go very awry. Do you you think this play would attract people who have addictions? You know, in other... Yeah, there's a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, look, um, so originally what happened with it when the City of Kingston asked me to do it, um, they did a community call-out, so they were kind of looking for people who had been affected by gambling or who were involved in the gambling industry Mm -hmm. to come forward to me and tell their stories, and then I would... um, uh, devise the play from there but um, it's a very confronting thing to do and, and the response was not large and so then what happened was that um, I brought in some professional actors as well and so now mm-hmm. I've got a combination there's six people in the play mm-hmm. and they're a combination of people from the community call out and other um, professional actors so it's a really really good mix actually mm-hmm. so um, how did you research the characters there were various. Um, I did. I did a lot of reading online, looking at the way mm-hmm. people had um, been affected by gambling. There's one story I was very affected by a woman who somehow lost three point seven million dollars oh at a Western goodness. Suburbs Leagues club. She'd been working in this big company and uh, been um, taking funds out for years and years and years and years, mm-hmm. uh, and somehow getting getting away with it. So I did a lot of research into kind of stories um and there was um there's a couple of other organizations i talked to places like get the gambling reform alliance and i talked to some Mm counselors who are you know based around your area around seaford and and carom and um there was quite a little bit of council assistance too Mm -hmm. and they were kind of wanting to get you know various messages across um, within the play, mm-hmm. it's um, such a serious subject, but the play still has to be entertaining, um, obviously, or have some humour. How how did you manage to do this? Like, is there any laughter? Is there any happy moments? Uh, there there are there are a few there are a few lighter moments and kind of moments where um, people, especially if they have a little kind of win. Um, yeah, it, it was one where I was, I did try hard not to be grim, you know, all, mm-hmm. all the way the way through. And so there are there are interactions between between the characters, um, which people are kind of finding finding funny. Um, one one older character, especially who, the one who's addicted to horse racing, mm-hmm. has quite a lot of yes, quite a lot of funny lines. Okay. Um. So the city, commi- um, the city of Kingston commissioned the play um, because the subject yeah. is a, is about gambling. Did you have to work right. to any set guidelines, or were you just given you know free reign? Uh, no, I wasn't given free reign. No, there were there were various um, messages that they wanted to mm-hmm. get across. I mean, I, I I conceived of the concept of the, the Bayside Hotel myself, but um, they did really want to kind of delve into that world where people are still in those hotels at, at four in the morning and um yeah so on sunday the show is going to um oakley hall and um mm-hmm. monash council have supported this one on um 
on Sunday and uh, there was a sort of various little changes I had to make to the script to get rid of the, the city of Kingston statistics oh, and okay. trans, trans, transport things. But the, the narratives are the same. But, uh, yeah, I've just made a few little little adjustments. Mm-hmm. There is almost two forms of gambling, the, you know, the, the glamorous being, you know, the Melbourne Cup, the, the footy, and then there's two up on... Anzac Day, then there's even, you know, the soul-sucking drone of the poker machines that we all sort of dislike and the betting apps. But, you know, they all amount to asking people to lose their money. So how does your play try to decipher and acknowledge this? Uh, Or or is this just all the focus about the pokies in the local uh, hotel? Well, look, no, there's there's one character who's completely addicted to his phone. Righto. And this is the – this kind of phone betting is another – another aspect where people just can't turn it off and you know you can bet on anything 24 7 so he's he's at that kind of point where people talk to him and he's not listening at all um and then of course he he's kind of escapes into the venue as well to get away from Mm -hmm. um he's skipping work he's he's the banker actually that i mentioned previously but you know he's skipping work and taking days off and calling in sick yeah so we can have a so we can have a full day looking at the phone um, so yes, so the, the phone has become, the mobile phone has become a real danger and threat for people. Yeah, not just that, like for instance, you know, kids, kid, kids will see like a commercial on TV or they'll see things during the footy and, and they'll think it's okay, like they think it's normal to gamble, like it's the norm and I just think, oh, like I cringe every time there's an ad on TV and you know, they're talking about gambling. Yes, they stick those betting ads in in those places. I know, and during sport as well. Yeah, and yes, I, I've I've noticed that quite a lot. That kind of blokey kind of uh, gam- gambling ad, and they know that they're getting to a lot of men. Um, yeah, yeah, who are who who are watching watching sport. Yes, I these kind of things. I mean, one one thing that the council are conscious of too, and a lot of people like Tim Costello are very conscious of, is the fact that. New poker machines never get put in affluent suburbs. Like they don't get put in places like Turak or Camberwell mm-hmm. or, or Ivanhoe. They get they get, but but a hundred new ones will go into Werribee or yeah. um, or, an, or you know an out of yes, that's right. <laughs> oh. So so that's exactly right. So it's kind of preying on the welfare on areas of Melbourne which are more welfare dependent, mm-hmm. and conse- consequently the poor you know, are getting poorer. Do you think people will leave traumatised seeing the effects of gambling when they see the play? No, look, I don't, th- I don't think it's offering great surprises in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, for people that have had those sort of problems, it would perhaps reiterate um, certain behaviours. But um, yes, I don't think it would, would kind of re-traumatise, no. So the plays this Sunday... Yeah, so this Sunday is Sunday, uh, June twelfth mm-hmm. at two o'clock at uh, Oakley Hall, which is one forty-two to one forty-four Drummond Street, Oakley, just just next to the Oakley Library, and it's it's a free performance and it's a um, free event. Yeah, it's a it's a free event, so people get a very good professional theatre production. It's a seventy-minute play. And, uh, and the mayor's o- o- opening the event and oh, wow. get the play, and then there's an afternoon tea and a chat uh, afterwards. And um, yes, if people would like to 
to book, um, they can just go, if they just key in uh, enough is enough, try booking. There's a free uh, link there. Or if they just go to my website, kieranCarroll.com, they'll see the enough is enough. Wonderful. Page. Wonderful. And yeah, so it's 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 free and um, bookings would be good, but you can also just turn up a little bit before two o'clock. Can I ask this play, will, will it run again? It'd be quite interesting to have it play again in different areas. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm trying other, other other councils are interested. So um, Because I'd yes, like to I'm, come I'm, along I'm, and see it. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't come this yeah. Sunday, but um, I'd like to see it. Yes, yeah, so I know there, there will be further performances after, after this and, and uh, possibly down, down in Frankston next. Oh, I'm curious to see the Bayside pub. I hope it's not the, <laughs> the Chelsea, <laughs> the one you talk yeah, about. We're in, we're, in that, we're in that kind of area. I know. Yes, without, without giving too much away. I know. Oh, thank you, yeah. Kieran. Um, I really appreciate your time. And sounds thanks like, a lot, Tina. Sounds like yep. the, pr- the play is going to be brilliant. Um, good yeah. luck with it. And thanks for coming on Radio Karen. Thank, thank, thanks so much. Great, great to be on the show. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Kieran. Bye.